going on, everybody? We another episode with my boy Vaughn. What's going Vaughn, on? Vaughn, tell him how who you is. Wait, how you feeling? Where you from? Absolutely. So my name is Vaughn Winman. Uh, born and raised right here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, been in banking now for about eleven years. Uh, and I, I love what I do. Love love giving back to the community and, and teaching financial wellness. Uh, but before we dive into financial literacy, tell us about your personal life as far as your home life, right? So you were raised, you said, in Jacksonville, Florida, down the street, yeah, about yeah. 20 minutes away. Yeah. Uh, did you have any siblings? What was your home life like? Yeah. Um, Two-parent household? Yeah. Uh, all that stuff, man. We want to know more about you. Yeah, so definitely uh, I, I'm a sibling of three. Uh, so I have an older brother who lives in Atlanta. Uh, I have a sister um, who lives in D.C. right now, um, and she has two little ones. Um, she's a graduate of uh, FAMU. Um, grew up in a two-parent household. Parents just celebrated their 38th wedding anniversary. That's crazy. That is shout crazy. Out to the, shout out to the parents. Shout out to mom, dukes, and pops. You know, I'm the type of person, I just want to meet somebody, get to fill them out first, and then once I fill them out, then I can really, you know, right. jail with them, etc. Sure. So You got to break the ice a little gotta, bit. Got to break the ice. You so, know everybody. Yeah, so I was, the, I was the background guy, right? So I was like, I don't know if, you, if we were new edition, I don't know who would be the background. I, I know I wouldn't be Bobby. Right. You might be Bobby. You <laughs> might be Bobby. I wouldn't be Bobby. Yeah. I, I might be more, tra uh, uh, tra you know, Trav Band or whoever, you know what I'm saying, somebody. So, but, but yeah, I was definitely the background guy. Just, you know, worked hard, went to school. I wasn't an a, a, a student, a B student. I was really a CD student. For sure, really? Yeah. And you went in the bank now? Yeah. Should we be listening? Yeah, yeah. So hey. I was, I was really a CD <laughs> student, which I appreciate my parents because it's like when we grew up, it was so many of our friends who parents was just like drilling education, drilling education. You better come home with an A, and it's kind of like they didn't really get a chance to live. Right. Right? right, right, and so you kind of think about where I am versus where they are now. It's like two different places. Sure, right? sure. So things happen, life happens, etc. But uh, definitely from there, uh, went off to school. Um, you know, had my experiences at Winston Salem State University, which was a great uh, experience. Going to an HBCU for a little while, got homesick, came back home, uh, tried to enroll in EWC at the time for whatever reason, didn't work out. Really? Yeah, really. Okay. Oh. Yeah, really. Right. <laughs> Didn't work out, so uh -huh. I ended up taking some classes at FSCJ, and then I ended up uh, really landing at Jacksonville University, where I ended up um, finishing with a um, business management degree. That's awesome. Now, Vaughn, you are VP of what bank? Yep, so I'm a vice president of Truist Bank, uh, which is a, a merger of uh, SunTrust and BB&T, and we are the sixth largest financial institution uh, in the country. Okay. And in that role, okay. in that scope, uh, explain to us your duties. What do you oversee as far as operations go? Yeah, so I am what they call the professional university banking consultant for all of Jacksonville and North Florida. So what my role consists of is really going out to your universities and colleges and speaking, uh, engaging the community in financial wellness, uh, being that brand ambassador, uh, telling our story, uh, and helping people really get to their life milestones, uh, which is their life journeys. Like, you know, if you want to own a home, you want to do some debt consolidation because Believe it or not, a lot of folks just don't know, right? right? And if you don't know, you need somebody that's out there in the community that's pushing financial education, that's push, pushing the things that are necessary uh, for us to get what we need mm -hmm. so that we can we can have some 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 wellness, right? Because sure. financial wellness is important. Absolutely. Uh, it relieves a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. So I remember one day working at Finish Line and, and this lady walks in, boom. She's like, I need a pair of running shoes. So at the end of the day, folks, you got to know your stuff, right? You got to know your products. You got to know what you're doing because you never know who you may come across. And it is true. It is about who you know. So she comes in and she's like, 
I need some shoes. So of course, the shoes back then, I don't know what the running shoes is now, but it was Asics. Right. Right? Running shoes. They still in. Okay, they still in. So I sold her like a $150 pair of Asics, upsold them, got her insoles to make sure her foot, her sole was perfectly fit. Uh, sold her some shoe shoe strings, some shoelaces, uh, shoe cleaner, uh, and she just liked the customer service, right? So she says to me, she goes, um, "You're a great salesperson." She goes, "Have you thought about getting into banking?" And I'm like, at that time, banking was so far fetched from my mind at that point. Uh, I'm trying to like back then, I'm trying to be an engineer. I'm trying to be something else, not banking. And she gave me my shot. So she said, "Here's my card. Call this recruiter. Um, I would love to get you aboard." And she got me aboard. I got the phone call, I interviewed. And at that time, 11 years ago, I started out as a part-time teller, maybe making 11 50 an hour. Just started from there. And so, you know, for me, it was like coming to work, learning something new. Uh, anytime you start something out, especially with finances or any, any career, you're gonna be nervous. But we have an old saying that if you're not nervous or you're, you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. Right. So that was the catapult right. in my career to kind of where I am now. And through that journey, man, I've done everything in banking. I've been a personal banker, a senior personal banker, uh, 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 a branch leader, a store manager. Uh, I've managed multiple financial locations. Uh, I've ran small business for all of Jacksonville. Um, I mean, a it's, man it's of many hats. A man of many hats. You can go go on for days. I can go on for days. So what you're trying to say is that you really know what you're talking about. Absolutely. All right, that's about. Well, and so since we didn't got that part out of the way, so everybody know that they listen to some got some credible information coming coming from somebody. Yeah. Um, why do you feel or and, and maybe you don't feel it's it's just a, a conclusion me and Fruit and I have came up with um, financial literacy and, and wealth management in our generation isn't a relevant topic. It's slowly becoming somewhat relevant, but in the past and as we've grown up, it's it's not taught in the school system as it should be. Um, conversations amongst us and our peers, very it lacks wealth. And if it is, it's about how many racks you got. But that ain't no money, that ain't wealth. Right. You know what I'm saying? So as far as generational wealth, passive income, um, how, how do, why do you feel like our society nowadays lacks that type, those type of conversation, that type of knowledge. I, I, I think personally, it's more of a generational thing, um, and it's more of a, of a, of a, how can I say this? It's more of a uh, background. So if you're not in us an environment, or uh, or you have people that's around you that's talking finances on a regular day basis, then it's not going to be a part of your everyday culture. Right. It's just not. Mm -hmm. um, our culture is more built on how many likes you get, right? Yeah. So I can be popular. Mm -hmm. Right, and I can get twenty thousand likes, right? But I can still be dead broke, mm. right? Right. So, right. so unfortunately, that's what our our society has based success on. Mm -hmm. Not about you know what we're putting up for retirement, because at the end of the day, I don't care where we are and how much how many racks we have. We all have a means to want to be retired one day. Sure. Right? Yeah. And for some of us, like myself, twenty years from now. You know, I'd be 50 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So 20 years from now sounds like a long time, but really it's not. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like you want to put yourself in that position to where you can have that financial freedom to not have to work all your life. I mean, we saw grandmama do it. Yep. We saw great grandmama do it. Right. Mama and daddy still doing it. They sure. 60, 70 years yep. old, still working full time. Absolutely. I don't want to be that cat. So for me, it's more so of, you know, really taking the time to really step outside of your your pocket mm -hmm. and learn more about financial literacy absolutely 
Would you say that, you know, in the current state of mind, we are more concerned with cloud chasing? That's what we call that, you know, that's what the Urban Dictionary calls it. Cloud chasing versus actually doing and talking and being what we talk about, right? Yeah. So like Jervis was talking about, you know, people say, how many racks you got? How many drawings you got? How many cars you got? Those are all liabilities. No one's really talking about like a 401k. How are you trading stocks? How many properties are, do you have cash flowing? Why do you think that is? You said a generation, yeah. right? Culture, background. Yeah. Um, but why do you think that is? And why do you think that's not being taught in the education system? If we know it's an issue, why isn't it being addressed in the education system? I mean, so here it is. It's real simple. So if it's taught to everyone, then that means that everyone's going to have a chance to equal success and society is just not built that way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's simple not, as it's that. Just, it's just not. So I we're mean, not playing on, play, on uh, even playing absolutely, ground. Absolutely. We haven't been. It will never be a play. A and fair it, play and is that among race or is that amongst people in general? As a general population, everybody, anybody can determine their their wealth management and, and no matter what, what your past was. I think anybody can determine their own success. Secondly, to your question, I'm going to push back a little bit. I think you can still talk about racks and be getting it at the same time. Yep. There, there are some cats out there that are really, really, I mean, they're doing it. Bro, but what is what is the actual percentage, man? Let's be honest. As far as people who are talking about it, but you go and if you had the knowledge to actually go into their income statement, to go into their bank accounts, damn, bro, you you talking all this mess, but you only got two hundred dollars in your bank account. Yeah, what you fact. doing? That's fact. So yes, you can do both, which I I'm a full proponent for, but I'm just being accountable. How many people are actually doing it, especially in our community? It's a small percentage. Exactly. It's a small percentage. But keep it real. It's a small percentage of us that are actually doing both. Um, and again, I just think it goes back to, hey, who wants to be the most popular person? You, you would think that we would get to a certain point in our lives, right? To where that stuff gets old. To where that stuff gets old. And for myself personally, I've never been the one that, that wanted so many likes because I don't want that many people in my business anyway. Sure. Yeah. Um, um, neither the less, you know, to, to be knowing what I do day in and day out unless they see me in my profession. Right. So I think that's, it's, it's really, it's really, man, it's it's self-driven mm -hmm. it's self-driven i mean if you don't see it and you're at a certain point for my young cats that are out there you gotta go through whatever you're going through to make some mistakes and to learn right, right. so if you're in your 20s your early 20s go ahead make those mistakes go ahead and make those financial mistakes don't make too many financial mistakes where you kind of put yourself really in a bad situation but make those mistakes because those mistakes are going to make you better for the years to come and then you'll know what not to do and what you should be doing there are way too many platforms out there right now that there's no reason why nobody should be not getting it mm -hmm. sure right Right. There's right. too many. There's too many platforms that I, there are more self-made millionaires that have come out of this pandemic mm -hmm. than oh, any man. other time in the oh, history that, that 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 we have come across. So so the wealth gap has exponentially just even went even higher right. during this time period. Right. So if you're not self-driven, if you're not motivated, if you don't want more for yourself and more for your family, I'm just going to say it, you're flat out lazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's simple because it's you don't even have to pick up a book anymore. Sure. Yeah. You can just hit Google. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So, hey, ask somebody. Now, what I'm getting out of this, and check me if I'm wrong, Jarvis, but Vaughn, what, you, what you're basically saying is that because the institution, the academic institution, will not teach us this, it is up to ourselves, it is up to me, up to you, up to the viewers listening at home, it is up to us to go out and search and get this knowledge ourselves. Is that what you're saying? That, I mean, if they're not teaching, absolutely. 
I they're mean, not teaching and, it and they're, they're not so absolutely you, you would have to go to an outside source or again go to your financial institution the thing that i love about our bank truest um we go above and beyond so it's just not about a checking account a savings account every bank has a checking savings account what financial institution is going to take that next step to help you along your journey and meet you where you are. It's not many financial institutions that'll do that. Most banks, you go in, they have a qualification. If you meet that qualification, great, you're approved. If you don't, sorry, you get the letter in the mail, seven to 10 days. Hey, hey, we all have been there, right? Yeah. I've been there. Uh, speak I, for yourself. Look at me. We all have at some That's point. That's big money over there. Well, well, yeah, yeah. That's, That's big money over there. He, but at some he ain't never point, been there. At some point, you know, we, we, we may have come across that. So, it's, it's, it's one of those things that you just got to really make sure that you're banking at the right financial institution. You got to make sure that- the how, how do you find, how do you, how do you um, decipher, how do you make, how do you know if who you're currently banking with is is a, is the right bank? I've had people yeah. ask me, yeah. should I come to Navy Federal? Yeah. Should yeah. I go to simple. Fidelity? What, Sim what should I? Here's a simple, I don't know. Here's a simple question. <laughs> if you walk into your bank right now, mm -hmm. not disclosing who you bank with, right, and you don't have a personal relationship with that person, or the people that see you on a regular basis, then that's not the financial institution for you. you Say should, that again. Say you that you again. should be able to walk into that financial institution and know your banker hmm. and to have a conversation with your banker and for your banker to know that, hey, this is Jarvis. Yep. Jarvis, you're on my calendar every 30, 60, 90 days. I'm going to follow up with you mm -hmm. because I know throughout your life you're going to have different milestones and journeys. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm with you mm -hmm all the way that's through home buying that's through maybe uh, a, a family starting a family wedding uh anniversary college you want to make sure that your financial institution is there in case you need them right the worst thing that you can do is go to a bank when you really need them because sometimes you can't get what you, you, you can't need get. <laughs> you can't get what you need when you really yeah. need it so yeah so does your bank do that absolutely you know that's actually free game right there it actually puts us on uh as far as accountability, I don't know my people in my bank like that. Jarvis, do you know your people? Keep it 100. No. Right? No. And I'm sure about 95% of people viewing in right now don't know Adam personally. from Eve. Yeah, personally, Adam from Eve. You know, it's, yeah. all, it's all just by name tag. So that's actually real important. That's free game right there. Well, think about this for a second. So if you have your money in a financial institution and you don't know your banker, then in other words, you're just putting your money in the bank and just not doing anything with it, mm -hmm. right? So if I have a financial advisor, my part of what I need to do, my self-accountability, as well as my advisor's accountability and what he or she should be doing is building a relationship. Sure. Right. And in order to build a relationship, it takes what? Two. two. It takes two, right? So one, I have to be the one to engage, right? To say, hey, I want to sit down and speak to a financial representative. Secondly, I need to make sure that the financial re representative that's giving me the information is actually knowing what they're talking about and actually giving me solid information. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, and, how, and how do I validate that? Uh, you validate that through through conversation. Conversation. Uh, the building rapport is one of the biggest things that I, I tell people. You have to be able to build rapport with your your clients or your customers. Mm -hmm. If you're not if you're not understanding their story, if you have a banker and they do you sit down at their desk, financial advisor, banker, whomever at your financial institution. And all they're doing is talking about products. Mm -hmm. That is not the institution for you. Right. How the conversation should start is, hey, Jarvis, tell me a little bit about yourself. Mm -hmm. What are your financial priorities? Right. What are your goals in the next six months to a year? Mm -hmm. 
right? Tell me what your savings plan is. Now, I take all that information that you just gave me, and then I say, you know what, Jarvis? Based on our conversation, you said that your top two financial priorities are X, Y, and Z. You also stated that you want to get to a savings goal of 10, 15, $20,000 by the end of the year. Now, if it's okay, can I make some recommendations to help you and show you how to get there? Okay. That's a partnership. Okay. So, all right. Well, that's actually leads us right into the next piece. So, every, so a lot of people that's listening right now, they want to know more about investing yeah. and, and how to, how to retire early nowadays. Um, so I guess taken from what you just said, we're not directly taking a, a universal way into, in, into, into investing. We're saying, okay, this is what works for me. This is what I'm gonna do to do it. Yeah. So as far as stocks goes, um, cryptocurrency nowadays, yeah. all that kind of stuff. How do how how, do, how does one know? All right, this is what I should be investing in, or should I go get a job and invest in a four hundred one k, or should I go do Roth IRA and IRA stuff? Should I go? How 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 do I understand and 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 know that that's respective respected investment is for me? Got you. So. So what I would say is this. So if you work for a, a, a corporation or a company or whomever, small business, it doesn't matter, and they offer some type of retirement plan, absolutely you should be, be taking part in that retirement plan. What if you only plan on working for like a year, two years? Still, still, take, still, advantage, do still take advantage of okay. it. Okay. If, if, they, if they're going to match what you put in. Free money. Uh, or if, they're, if they have a pension plan or whatever they may have, mm -hmm. absolutely take advantage of all of the benefits. Okay. Um, now, I have to state this because I am not a financial advisor. So I, right. I am not giving right. financial advice. Yeah. In other but, words, he's not liable for any mistakes you make. <laughs> so you can't start out investing in Bitcoin and investing all these type of things if you don't have no money. It's the old saying, it yeah. takes money to make money. Preach. Yeah. And so, and then, and I think that's the problem with our, our generation today. We get frustrated on why we're not making these profits or we get frustrated on why we're not understanding this type of investment that you're doing. Yeah. Um, when the whole time I haven't done my homework on the actual investment, I've only seen the outcome yeah. or what somebody is portraying as successes. Because some people, their portfolio ain't worth, worth shit. Right, 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 right. And they're acting like it is. Right. right. So I, I think we're following what you're saying by doing your own homework yeah. and then you tell you can make the decision if yeah. that investment so is for you. so so something that you just said that's a key part so we just talked about this in my leadership uh at, at work uh this past week so we look at the outside right and so we think man this person got it all together mm. right they got the house they got the car they got the accessories they got the job but do we ever ask ourselves what did it take for them to get there mm -hmm. no we don't know their struggle sure all are going to have some type of adversity at some point in our lives. Right. Millionaires have it all the time. And their problem is they want to make more money. Mm -hmm. They want to make more money and more money and more money. Sometimes it drives them crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to get a little bit. Sure. We just want a little piece of the pie, right? Right, y'all? We just want a little piece of the pie, right? Um, but I would just say tap that person on the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Say, hey, you know what? I, I, really, I really see what you're doing. Um, I applaud what you're doing. Um, I may I may not know all the ins and outs of what you're doing, but will you take some time to have lunch with me? And that's all it takes. Will you take some time to kind of have a conversation with me, ten to fifteen minutes? And not everybody's gonna say yes, but for the most part, people that are that are that are self conscious people, they say absolutely, absolutely. So part of what I try to do, uh, uh, being who I am, is I always think about that I was that young brother that looked up to other other people, and I wanted to be like them. Right. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I got ignored and sometimes I had ones that reached back out and helped me. 
my mentor to this day, we have 11 year friendship. And it was, it, it was a, a, a really, uh, just, um, uh, how can you say it? It was really just, um, a, a, a cool relationship from the get. It was never about what I could get or what I couldn't get. It was about, man, I, I, I applaud what you're doing. I see you. I'm a brother of color. You're a brother of color. How can we support each other? Right. Right. So pick that next person back up, help them if you can educate them. But at the end of the day, it's still on you. Self-accountability. Mm -hmm. For right. sure. Sure. Now it's funny. I want to park and kind of harp on that point of what Jarvis said. People don't understand it takes somebody to make money, right? So we're looking at people, you know, we go to work and someone says, Oh my God, I just made $20,000 today. Damn. What am I doing wrong? Am I, am I dumb? Am I retarded? Or you don't have the resources just quite yet. So in order to get to those resources, um, what would you suggest people plan out their budget? Like what percentage should be going to expenses? Should be going on mortgage. Yeah. Should be going to a car payment. Because nowadays, shoot, people bring in, let's say, imagine five thousand. But you spending five thousand to five hundred dollars, you're yeah. not saving anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So speak to the people. Tell the public. You know, not how, reviewing our income statement. Yeah. Yeah. This our balance sheet. So balance talk, sheet, yeah, Tell the people how should you be, you know, leveraging uh, what you're bringing in yeah. to make sense. So first, first, what I would say is, and this is just my advice. Um, is definitely try to live within your means, mm -hmm. right? So wherever you are financially, um, you may be there today. Uh, you should definitely, in my opinion, and this is what I do, I try to save 10 to 15% of my income, right? So that goes into an account separate from all of the automatic deductions that come out, you know, 401k, retirement, pension plan, you know, other investments that I have or, or, or medical taxes. I try to take 10 to 15%, put that in the side, right? So Part of that money is one for allocated for emergencies, right? Because we never emergency know. Emergency fund. Emergency fund. You got to have it. You got to have that if you don't have a credit card, right? So some of us may have both. Some of us may not. Uh, but also, too, a portion of that is allocated towards miscellaneous. So if I do want to take some of that money mm -hmm. and decide to come to um, whoever, firm, or financial institution, or do some investing myself, right? Because there's, there's a lot of self self platforms out there right now right mm -hmm. so it's a lot of self platforms that you don't really doesn't really take a lot of education mm -hmm. you can just kind of like hit a button put some money in and it kind of does its own thing um then i take some of that money and let that kind of derive itself from 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 an investment standpoint but definitely take some of your money if you can and put some of that money aside i don't care if it's a hundred dollars mm. you got to start somewhere right so start somewhere small and set a goal it goes back to do you have a relationship with your banker or your financial institution so if that banker is educating you the right way then they should be saying hey let's go ahead and set up an automatic deduction right even if it's only 25 dollars, that may be your goal but as you progress in your career as you get your pay raises, as you continue your education to get to whatever level that you want to get to, or you start your own small business, right? Because right? we got a lot of a lot of self-made entrepreneurs that are out there, right? We can't mm -hmm. forget about them, right? Small right. business make up a, 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 a huge percent of our of our economic population. Um, go ahead and set a goal, and man, you you'll be surprised, right? You'll say, man, I, I started out saving a hundred dollars a month, and I got two promotions in the middle of the year. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm up to $300 a month, mm -hmm. right? And so you do that 300 times 12, then boom, you're saving. Right. right. So Now, I, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about a savings account. Yeah. Um, now, I know a lot of people say, well, it's just sitting there. It's not really working for me. Yeah. Um, 
elaborate on the benefit of that emergency fund that account to where I'm putting money aside because I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with some people that they say they, they put money aside to up to a certain limit yeah. and then after it hits that limit they go back and invest that same money that would have been going to that savings account yeah. into a different account yeah. until yeah. they take money from this account then they replace it back but this this limp, this account is going to sit at X amount of dollars yeah so so the way that I look at a savings account is exactly that it's for savings Mm-hmm. It didn't say I was going to earn interest every right. time. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right? So as we know right now, Fed rates are actually at an all-time low. Mm-hmm. So anytime rates are at a low, then what's going to happen is deposit rates are going to automatically come down. But your lending rates, like your mortgage rates, right, are going to be at an all-time low. So it's bad for, for people, uh, including myself, who are trying to put our money in the money market account, right, to mm-hmm. kind of save risk right. versus outside investing. Um, it's bad, but I don't look at it like that. I look at it like, you know what? At the end of the day, my money's FDIC insured. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, it's better than putting it up underneath a mattress. Yes. It's better than putting it up in a safe uh, 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 because you just don't know. And at the end of the day, when I see a better opportunity or I educate myself on a better opportunity, then guess what? I can take my money and I can decide to take that money and put it in something else. You're right. You know? So it's a it's a it's designed to save. It's designed to help you grow it's not designed always as an investing tool and sometimes people get investing and savings different it's completely different absolutely absolutely i agree now circling back you know like i said how much percentage should be going towards mortgage people would say keep it at 30 percent meaning your rent your mortgage payment should not be more than 30 percent of of what you're bringing in absolutely do you agree with that i agree How, how much should be going towards your your car loan how much should be going towards your savings? How much should be going towards uh, what we call R and R, rest and relaxation? Yeah, yeah. yeah I, so again, you got to be careful nowadays in twenty first century millennials. Me and you, yeah. Shoot, we'll spend ninety percent on R and R, and be like, oh, I, I get that back. I'm saying I get it back. I and, get it back. Oh, yeah. I hit on stocks yeah. last week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you, you you get it back and get a dud, bro. <laughs> but you know they only hit on fifty dollars last week on stocks. Yeah, it wasn't nothing much for sure. I tell you what, man. So so. So I would say 10 to 15% should be going to your savings. Okay. Automatically. Right. If you can, if you know, not everybody can do it, but if you can get there. Sure. The 30%, I agree with. Mortgage. No more than 30% should be going towards your rent or your mortgage. Mm-hmm. You got to have some fun. You got to live. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're working just to work and pay bills, then you're not living. Right. <laughs> and so you got to kind of find that equal equal balance as much as you can. So I would say at least maybe maybe ten percent. All right, ten percent. Ten percent. You gotta live. That boy I mean, looking I, large. And here's and here's the reason that why. That boy got. By no, the way, no, 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 no. He, by the way, he got dropped off today. Uh, the black car special. <laughs> I'm saying he didn't even drive himself. <laughs> That's funny. But here's why I say that. So I've seen people save their entire life, right? They save them until they get eighty years old, and they wait till they get eighty to live. Let's try to live. Right. And so they go on that first cruise and they go on that first vacation. And then within a year, they die. Mm. And guess where all that money goes? Kids. If. If they had a, uh, what is it? Uh, if, they, trust. If, if, if they had, you know, a will set up yeah. or uh, a beneficiary, beneficiary, beneficiary set up or, you know, however they may have had their, 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 their preparation set up. But you don't want to live that life. Right. So I'm not saying take your money and go blow it. Mm-hmm. But. If you can afford a vacation from time to time, treat yourself to that vacation. Because mm. at the end of the day, life is short. Right. And, and 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 this is the outside of the financial picture. So this is, when I was a banker, I used to educate on this, right? So at the end of the day, it when we die, no matter how much money we have, 
we're all gonna have millions, so we gotta claim it right now. Right? Yep. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be Won't he do it? We we <laughs> we gonna be doing we gonna we gonna be those guys, but it's not coming with me. Mm -hmm. So the biggest part is live within your means. It goes back to that every single point. Live within your means, um, whatever your means may be. And I'm glad you said people. Some some people work to eighty to and then they wait until eighty to try to live life. Yeah. Um, that also puts me in the mind of because I know back back again to our generation, our society. We think, okay, why should I work and invest into this company if I can't get it back until I'm sixty? Yeah. Why should why what why, why okay? Let me say this. Why would you not? So if I gave you unlimited access to your retirement plan, guess but what? But I don't want to wait till 60. Yeah, but guess what you're going to do with it? You're going to blow it before you turn 50. And then you're going to be starting all over. And guess what? By then, it's going to be too late. Mm. Right. So the laws are set up the way that the laws are set up. Mm -hmm. for, for a reason. For a reason. Right. Right. Retirement right. age, 62 and a half, 65. It's set up for a reason, right? You you work. You put your time in. Whether, you, whether you're in a Social Security or not, you pay into Social Security. You pay into your pitching plan. And then when you get that retirement age, you take your draws back. Mm -hmm. Right. It's designed for a reason. It's, it's so like that for a reason. It's like that for a reason. You know, so I want to move on to this thing because a lot of people... Um, when we took polls within the week, this was a very popular question that they wanted help with. A lot of people, you know, if they're being transparent, are sitting on 550 credit scores, yeah. 440 credit scores, 650 credit scores, maybe even an 800s credit score, but they're asking, Vaughn, I need some help. I'm trying to get to that 850. Yeah. I'm trying to get to that 800 range. I got some student loans. Yeah. I got a car loan. I got a mortgage. What can I do to leverage all this debt to play the game, yeah. to beat the game, yeah. and increase my credit score. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't know. So, so, so the system is what based off what debt. Yeah. So, so it's, it's based on your debt ratio. So here's here. So here's the thing. So the first thing that you got to do is be transparent and realistic with yourself. So instead of going into a financial institution or a bank, right, where, where we traditionally go to if we need funds, and the and the banker says, "Hey, do you know your credit score? Do you tell me more about your credit?" Just don't say I don't know. Mm -hmm. Pull your credit. <laughs> Pull your credit. <laughs> See what's on your credit score. Like, right. look at your individual credit. It's not my credit, <laughs> right? Look at your credit. People don't want to do that. They're scared, they're, man. They're scared. And, and that's, you just said it. They're scared. They're, they're scared, but here's the deal. It's, I'm going to keep coming back to this and coming back to this. It's all about accountability. If you got medical bills, if you have student loans, everybody's search, situations and circumstances are different. And some people just dealt with a hard card. I get that. I understand that. But at the end of the day, a lot of those, a lot of those, those pains that we feel in, in our, in our financial, financial wellness and, and our credit is based on us mm -hmm. because we made the bad decisions. We, we did it. We did it. Right. We knew that the, the hospital said this bill needed to be paid or make a payment or make, that's the part Make that a we payment. Did. As long as you make a payment, we're not going to report it, but you don't even want to make a $25 payment, but you go to the club, you, can, and, you go to the club and spend $1,800. That's a must though. On a section. You just said, I got to have fun. Got to have that section. You just told me that. Got to have that section. Vaughn, you just told me I, I got to have fun. But, 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 but what did I say? Live within your what? Means. There you go. You're right. Live within your means. Right. So, so if you know if you know that the, the hospital, and, and by the way, medical bills are the worst outside of student loans that can bring down your credit score. If you know that you have medical bills, call them up and negotiate a deal. You can, do you can pay a dollar. Ask, you can pay a dollar a week, right? You can pay whatever you need to pay up negotiable so they don't report on your credit report. I'd rather pay something than to have a collections yeah. on my credit report. Yeah. You, you follow what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So, so 
man, I would just say, give them a call. Say, hey, all I can do is make a $15 payment. Will you accept this is all I got? I guarantee you they're going to take some money and no money. You know, I think that's what it is. A lot of people are just scared to, one, look at their credit score. Yeah. Look at what they're delinquent on. Yeah. And most people are just ignorant to the fact that, like you said, you can negotiate with them. They don't want yeah. to put you yeah, on I, a... I you can negotiate with anybody you owe. That's yeah. true. So I, here's the thing. I wouldn't say ignorant. Mm. Uninformed, uneducated. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was getting Is that not ignorant? No, I mean, you just don't know. You simply don't know. Sometimes you, what you don't know is what... You, and it goes back to if you're not in that circle. Yes. And if you're not... If you're not in that environment mm -hmm. to educate yourself or have someone educating you mm -hmm. versus seeing how many likes you can get, sure. you're going to go that way. Okay, you're trying to soften the blow. It's still ignorant. What do you know? What do you don't know? I didn't say that. Okay, I said so it. I don't stand by put it. me by that. That's he all right. said that. Okay. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, whatever it is that you are, right, at, at the end of the day, <laughs> pick up the phone. Pull your credit report. You can go to annualfreecreditreport.com and pull your credit report free for one year, right? Every year you can pull it free, or, or you can go call Equifax, TransUnion, Experian. You may have to pay, like I pay, right? I got credit freeze on mine, so you can't touch mine. But <laughs> I, I get I every time my stuff is hit, I get a report sent to me, right? Do you approve a decline of somebody trying to do something? Yeah, I hit them up. I got my codes, right? It so, was me last week, yeah, by the yeah. way. That was me. <laughs> I saw that discover. So I saw that discover pop up. <laughs> See, somebody tried to apply for a discover credit. Hey, I was trying to get some Louis Vuitton bills, bro. What you talking <laughs> All about? Right. All right, but um, but yeah. So I would just say start there, right? And so so yeah, you you may be afraid. We 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 may be like, man, that's a lot. But you'll be surprised. And here's the other thing too, like if you set up a negotiation with the with the with the collections or the uh, or the person who's trying to trying to alloc get some of that money back. They may take half settlement and just say, hey, you know what? We'll go ahead and just take it off your credit report. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so we all, if we're if we're paying into taxes, we should get somebody money back a year. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. If we're really, you know, we're doing what we're supposed to do, and some people ain't doing what they're supposed to be doing, they don't get nothing back, they have to pay, you know. What right, saying? right. So respect it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, don't be afraid. All right. Now, one of the things Jarvis and I talk about, you know, Jarvis and I, that's my brother. We talk like every day. Every, every day. All right. <laughs> this, this boy be up at like 3.30 in the morning. I'm like, Jarvis, what are you doing? We got to get it, though. But he's hungry. We got to get it. Okay. But it takes me to my next question. Okay. I've observed, we've observed, there's different languages when it comes to money as far as races goes. Mm. Each race has a different language yeah. of understanding money. Yeah. The Jews have it different. Yeah. Caucasians have it different. The Irish have it different. Yeah. The Asians have it different. And then the blacks have it different. Yeah. Now, this might be a, a touchy subject, but I'm still going to it because we're going to keep it real. The Jews have it. They own all the credit. Right. And almost all the property. Yeah. In yep. America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The Asians, yep. they're successful. They own all the mom and pop stores. Yeah. Convenience stores, all convenience the crap, stores. crab, crab places where y'all get y'all, y'all get y'all crab legs on Instagram, and y'all crab boys, y'all buying it from them. I'd be mad. I'd be going to the mill shop. They, yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. You got the Hispanics who own their little mom and pop shop. Yeah. And then you have African Americans. Yeah. So, so here's what I would say about that. So, that's a touchy subject because back in the day, we actually owned the small businesses in our community. What right? happened? So, so we had the convenience stores, we had the restaurants, we had our own uh, uh, businesses back then. Mm -hmm. um, much like everything else, <laughs> they took Atlanta <laughs> and they still owe me my mule. Mm. <laughs> so, so a lot has to do with that in itself. 
Um, what I would say also too is what I've noticed amongst our culture is, and, and it's, I hear a lot of people say this and, and I kind of frown upon it because you just said that every culture has its own money language. I always hear us as African-Americans say, I want to be rich. Right. Right. And so 50 had a movie that said, get rich or die trying. Mm -hmm. Right. But my white buddy who may be a Jew, he's like, bump that. I want to be wealthy. Can you explain the so, difference oh, for, yes, for yes, people? Yes, so, 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 <laughs> there, so, so being go. rich, right, is, is, is being rich in that moment, right? Maybe having that car, maybe having that watch or, or maybe having a little bit of money in the bank. Mm -hmm. But wealth is when it can span amongst generation after generation after generation after generation after generation. So when we think, uh, uh, when we take a look at our, our, our Rockefellers, when we take a look at our our Johnson and Johnson, when we take a look at our Bill Gates and and Oprah Winfrey, that's wealth, right? And so a lot of people come from generational wealth. Mm -hmm. Now, how what that, do you mean by that? How that articulated and generated was it came from great grandmama, then it moved to grandmama, then it moved to mama. And now mama's getting ready to transition and now she's passed it off to her kids. Okay, now let's back up into these personal uh, investments that we talked about before. Yeah. How does those investments and those saving plans and those different accounts yeah. transform into generational wealth? Yeah. So the biggest platform to create generational wealth, and, and for some of us, it may not happen in our lifetime, but the biggest platform of, of how each generation has gotten ahead or much further ahead is life insurance. Really? Yes. Absolutely. 100%. Right. Hold on, break it down, break it down, break it down. Insurance. <laughs> so, so, so here's the thing. So what a lot of people do. There's a lot of people out there trying to sell right? it. A lot, of, a lot of Caucasian people. They go out and buy these two, three million dollar policies. Yeah. Right? right? Term life or whole life. Whole life is much more expensive. But they, but they know that, hey, when I pass, right, that this money is going to go to my family. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, right. so, and then, then, then there's another backstory to that. So what I can say is for African-Americans, it's not that we were not educated or uninformed, but there was a certain time back in the Jim Crow era that they were not selling certain insurance policies to us for that particular reason, because right. they knew that they wanted to keep the wealth divide much bigger or wider, or they didn't want us nowhere near where they were. Mm -hmm. That's just me personally. Right. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. It's an absolute fact. Again, some of your most smartest inventors, educators, scholars were African-Americans. So it's not that we were not educated. It's not that we didn't have the same principles or values, but at the end of the day, everything boils down to one word, access, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So if the playing fields are not equal, right? And if everyone's not getting an equal share of what they should, right? Then how can we as a people, as African-Americans, even begin to talk about generational wealth because again it goes back to <clears throat> it takes money to make money yep. if you don't have any money and you're not working on a job to where they're offering a 401k a retirement plan a pension plan or something then you're you're, you're starting from nowhere yeah. you better hope that you hit the lottery so that <laughs> you can you can take some money and invest yeah. bro that's why we play the lottery every week bro absolutely but but outside of that i, I mean it. it's 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 really those one of those situations where it's going to be it's going to be hard and it's generational. 
it's it, and so what I would say is this: if you come from a family or a background to where you, we know what generational curses are, right? Mm-hmm. We don't we don't have to say we don't know what generational curses are not, right? But if you know that you saw your grandmama struggle, you saw your mama struggle, why would you want to struggle? Mm-hmm. Do something different. Do something different. Go, some- go outside of the box. Yeah, it feels uncomfortable. Yeah, you may not want to do it for a while. But I would just say suck it up. Learn something different. Educate yourself. Start that small business that you've been holding out on because you're scared because what everybody's going to say. Bump that. I don't care what everybody says. Go start your small business. Do it. Now, that takes us to the next point. Do you feel like the the deck is stacked unfavorably, unevenly for folks without access, for folks without resources? Um, meaning, if Sally Sue's father left her a $2 million trust life insurance policy, do you think that she has an unfair advantage over Sally Boo, who's starting from nothing? Is it harder? Is it impossible to still get to the same mountaintop as her counterpart or is it possible i think in some 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 regards it is possible but do they have an advantage absolutely they up two million dollars mm-hmm. yeah so 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 to say across my lifetime am i going to ever be able to save or invest up to or get back in returns of two million dollars very highly unlikely mm-hmm. that's a million dollars worth of game for free 99 jarvis says it uh the best Paul way says it. i said one of the best ways to really Find your financial freedom is to always remember. Stay in your lane. Your lane. Stay in your lane, folks. That's a wrap. Appreciate it, y'all. All right, y'all.